Is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My team! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna repeat, but they are gonna play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are gonna be in the Super Bowl. They don't get much hot take in that. My team! Take that, take that, take that. My team! Brooklyn Stale, baby! Brooklyn And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, T. Taylor. It is another beautiful day in my neighborhood of South Florida. Yeah, folks, we have another... What are we looking at today? What are we looking at today? Another 77 degree day. It's the 5th day of April. Women's History Month has just passed. April Fool's Day has just passed. Now we're in the thick of April, spring is finally here, and we have a ton to talk about in sports. The NCAA men's and women's tournament has finally wrapped up. WrestleMania just passed us a couple of days ago. We're inside the NFL offseason, and I have to say a special happy birthday to my sister, Andrea Taylor Jackson, who's the only other person in my family outside of myself to join the military. She's still in there though. Her body held, held up way more than like mine's did. I, I was I was just way too abrasive with my body, as you could say. Like I definitely what you could call say throwing it up against the wall. And also, before I forget, I have to say happy birthday to my Munchkin. It's gonna be her birthday on the eighth of April, so just in three days away. So happy birthday to my sister. Happy birthday to my niece. Both of you guys, I wish you happy birthday. I love you both. Hope you're listening. Hope you hear this one day. This is for you. So. We are here today, and it is, I told you, there's a little bit of everything going on right now. Like I said, we have a little bit of, ba- we, have, we have college basketball that just finished. We have regular basketball that's finishing up. We have football that is, that is getting ready to start. We have the NHL that's, that's in their playoffs. We have, I said NBA ready in their playoffs. We have Major League Baseball getting ready to start. We have, we have foot wrestling that, that just had their Super Bowl. And we got golf starting their masters. So, if you're a sports fan right now, and, and also the Miami Invitational just just finished up in, in, in tennis. So once again, I'm, I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna say this <laughs> that if you like sports, then this weekend was definitely, 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 definitely. A weekend that, or this last week has definitely been a week that you can enjoy. There, there was something somewhere, in some way, shape, or form that you found. Whether it was something mediocre or something that we've been looking at lately, and that is greatness. And there has been no other greater feat that has been happening so far in the NFL. Or, I'm sorry, not the NFL. But in the NBA, like what's going on with our boy, you know who I'm about to talk about. As Russell Westbrook has, Russell Westbrook has now, since the last time we spoke, has recorded his 40th and now 41st triple Double of the season. Now, if you don't know what that means, folks, let's take a timeout so you guys can so you guys can get a better understanding. What that means is that Russell Westbrook has tied a record that has that has stood for over forty something years. What that means is that with just about with under ten games left, actually, let's find this out. I think this is something that I wanted to look at right now. No, we're going to see if this works. Okay, Google, show me the current NBA standings. I guess Google can't do that for me, can it? Maybe it's because the mic is plugged in. But we have less than, what, 10 games left? And us and Russell Westbrook has already tied the record. So all he has to do now, I'm sorry, we have about five games left. We have 77 games. If you're in the West, Oklahoma City, very specifically... 
they have five games left. Let me turn this game down because as, as you can probably hear, the Boston um, and Cavs game just popped up in the back. It's a very early game. We have former Knicks player. Is, um, I forget his first name. It's not Shannon Fry. Is it Shannon Fry? But definitely Fry. Shannon Fry. Shannon Fry. <laughs> we have Shannon Fry going to the line to make his first two shots and the first two points of the game as the Cavaliers currently lead 2-0. to zero. Now I'm just going to leave that in the back and let's let that run as we keep updating on this game. So, with just about five games left, all Russell Westbrook has to do in the next five games is put up one triple-double. So, we're talking about within a, within the course of 77 games, he's put up 41 triple-doubles. That's basically a, a, a triple-double every other game. Now, part of the reason why I really enjoy not only watching Russell Westbrook do his thing, but there's also, there's also, a, there's also another secondary reason why I'm enjoying this. And that secondary reason is so that is because we get a chance to talk about Oscar Robinson. And I don't know if you've heard me say this in the past, but you're definitely going to hear me say this again if you haven't heard it before. So bear with me. talking about Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robinson until the NBA does the right thing and finally gives the guy that averaged the triple-double his reward and that is the league MVP this is no longer 1965 or whatever year it was where like I said once again where we had a guy in the name of Bill Russell putting up the best record in NBA history with 60 and 60 and 20 like you know how much how well that has held up these days Michael Jordan going 72 and 10, and not to mention Stephen Curry and those and those Golden State Warriors recently going 73 and 9. Even LeBron James has gotten less than has has put up more wins than 60 in a season with the Cleveland Cavaliers before he went to Miami. We forget that there was a, there was a year he went 66 and 16, but didn't win a championship. So. The, the number one thing that, I, that I, I am taking away from this is that we get the opportunity to talk about my favorite player that I've never seen play basketball, and that is Oscar Robinson. And, and, and that has to be the number one thing that I'm appreciating. Because if you go around and you talk to the majority of people, even the casual fan, until this year, and even this year with Russell Westbrook, with all these people saying that, oh, I love me some Russell Westbrook, I love me some Russell Westbrook, I love me some Russell Westbrook, and then you ask them, do you know who Oscar Robinson is? And they give you that blank stare, oh, the name kind of sounds familiar. The name kind of sounds familiar. It's always the number one answer when a nigga don't... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I apologize for my my coarse language, but that name sounds familiar. Is always the answer of a motherfucker <laughs> who doesn't quite know what we're talking about, but doesn't know quite know what you're talking about. So they kind of give you that that oh, I kind of recognize I kind of recognize the name, and then you mentioned well, there's only other person in history to put up a triple double, and they be like, oh, that's the gentleman that they're talking about. Yes. That's the guy that, um, that they're talking about. Now, how would I know something about Oscar Robinson? Somebody like me that's only 35 years old? Simple. Simple, simple, simple. I love basketball. Not only do I love basketball, I love I, I, I did fall in love with a lot of the numbers growing up. And when I say a lot of the numbers, a lot of the numbers from a historic standpoint, looking up numbers, looking up looking up individuals, looking up what they did. Like there's no there's no reason that somebody should know that 38,383 points is what is needed to break the all-time scoring lead. Nobody should have known that. But what you should what most people do know is that that you do need you do need 101 points to break the all-time score to break the single game scoring record. Everybody does know that. Everybody doesn't know that hey, that you need to average a triple double for three consecutive seasons. To actually put yourself in a true category as Oscar Robinson. Or in a, a category that surpasses Oscar Robinson, I should say. Because Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double for two straight seasons. And, he t and he'll and he be a first one to tell you. If I knew that it was be such a big of a deal, I probably would have had a couple more. So, like I said, while Oscar Robinson, while Russell Westbrook gets to make history, and it helps us remember history, and talk about a guy in history that... 
for what he's done, the only person I can put into this category that I say for what he's done gets slighted the most will probably be Bill Russell. For a guy that has won 11 championships, he isn't talked about enough as one of the greatest or even talked about as the greatest. We're always talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaq even, Jordan. In some cases, Kobe and LeBron. Some cases, LeBron gets mentioned in there. <laughs> but in this category, LeBron is kind of getting into it because when we're talking about players that are making history, LeBron is on pace to make history. And you know what? I told you this at the very beginning of this season because I didn't want you to. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want it just to come out of left field. I, I wanted you guys to know that yes, as much as I as much as I may not be what you call a LeBron James fan, it does not mean that I do not know the man's numbers or I do not have some slight inkling on a molecular level appreciation for this man's game. And just like how I told you back then. I am gonna tell you again now. This man is on pace. And I'm gonna say on pace because Kobe at one point in time was on pace before his freakish injury. Jordan at one point in time was on pace before he just couldn't hold out anymore. Carl Malone at one point in time was on pace. Until he stopped getting those assists from John Stockton. Oh, excuse me. So when I say LeBron James is on pace. Know that I just mean that. LeBron James is on pace. LeBron James right now is currently has about 28,000 points. To be exact, 28,692 points. Right? He is currently the 7th all-time leading scorer. Which I kind of, kind of told you guys. That he was going to jump from the 10th spot all the way up to damn near top 5 within one year. Definitely within two. And, 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 and that has not changed. If LeBron James stays on the current pace that he is at now, averaging about 27 points a game, that's a little over 2,000 points a game that he has put it up. 2,000 points a game for the next five seasons makes him the new all-time NBA scoring leader. Now, currently as it stands, like I said, he has 28,692 28, sitting in seventh place, right? Now... Just to let you know in comparison, right, he will most likely eventually pass Jordan in total points. But just let me let you know this. While Jordan sits there at number four behind Kobe in all-time points, let's be very aware that Kobe is also going to be a person like LeBron. That yes, he's going to end up passing Jordan. But it's going to be in way more games that, that, that Jordan took to put up these same numbers. Because let's not forget, Jordan had 1,072 career games in which he put up his over 31,000 points of scoring. LeBron James is already at 1,058. By the end of the season, LeBron James is going to be 10 games away from matching Michael Jordan's all-time games played record. I say there's a record, but imagine how many games Michael Jordan has played. While being nowhere close to the amount of points Jordan has put up, nowhere close to the amount of productivity Jordan has put up, or nowhere near the amount of championships Jordan has put up by the time he has played 1,072 games. So, so just as another reminder, when we start talking about these two guys' career, let's just remember where LeBron James was at at this moment of history. Compared to LeBron, compared to Michael Jordan, at a thousand and seventy-two games, I'm just saying. LeBron James is great. LeBron James is gonna go down the drain. You understand? By next year alone, if he if he decides to, if he stays on pace, he should be a top five scorer in this league by next year. And it's kind of stretching it. It's kind of stretching it to give him that number five spot. That is currently being held by... Crap. I can't remember. Let's see here. We have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We have Karl Malone. We have Kobe Bryant. We have Michael Jordan. In six, we have Dirk Nowitzki and in... Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> 
he will. I believe. I believe it's Will Chamberlain. He'd be passing as the fifth all-time scoring leader in the NBA. So he's so Jordan. So LeBron James is gonna be close, and I have no. And I have no doubt that LeBron, by the end of his career, will be a top five scorer. Will probably even be a top three scorer, as he's gonna chase the cat Kobe. The question, the million dollar question, is. Can his body hold up for the next five years for him to be the all-time scoring leader? And let's remember, as I told you before, his body doesn't even have to hold up those five years. We'll break that down a little bit more when we come back from this commercial break. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games to get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back. If you're listening, thank you guys for listening. That means you're listening live on the MixLR app. That's M-I-X-L-R app. Or if you're doing other day listening, I don't, I don't want to call it next day listening. If you're doing, if you're listening on your own leisure time, then I thank you. That means you're listening to one of three sources. The MixLR app I just told you about because you, not only can you listen live, but you can also find every single show on the show reel here. It means you're listening either through SoundCloud Radio or TuneIn Radio. Either way that you're finding me, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen. But let's get back into this history being made. Because while LeBron James is going to be making history himself, let's not forget about his classmates who will also be making history. And we're not talking about the broken down Chris Bosh that won't be let back into the league by another... By, by another single simple minded GM they won't allow him to he's too broken they're afraid he's gonna die on the court we're not talking about Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade just can't produce like he used to but also let's not forget Dwayne Wade is older than these guys and Dwayne Wade has also had a couple more knee surgeries done at a younger age than these guys so who am I talking about definitely Darko Milicic so that leaves one Carmelo Anthony Camilla Anthony, he's, yes. Camilla Anthony, we're talking about here. And what people don't realize <clears throat> is that Camilla Anthony is, is almost on a similar pace to LeBron James. Now, there's some things that you have to take heed of, right? Or take notice of that. Camilla Anthony, very first thing that you have to take notice of, Camilla Anthony has played one whole season less than LeBron. 84 games to be exact. So a season in two games. LeBron James has played more than, more than Camilla Anthony. And they both average about the same 2,000 points a season. So let's let you know, Camilla Anthony is currently sitting at like 24,000 points. You add his two, his 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 other two thousand that he would that he's kind of missing from that one season, and I don't I don't want I don't want to talk in hypotheticals here, but you're talking about a guy that would have had over twenty six thousand points. The twenty six thousand points would have put him in the same top ten when they were talking about LeBron James putting in, being in. 
but he's not quite there yet. But where he is at right now, as we talk about greatness, is in the top 25 scorers in the league. Now, how exclusive is this club amongst active players? I already told you that Chris Bosh, who technically is still an active player, isn't part of this. Ray Allen, who's no longer an active player, would have been part of this. Tim Duncan just rehired last year. He's no longer a part of this. And we all know what happened to Kobe. He's no longer a part of this. There are only five active players currently in the top 25 all-time scoring list that are current players in the NBA. I already gave you two of them. Actually, I told you about three of them already, if you're paying attention. Camilla Anthony, who's sitting at 25 right now. We have LeBron James, who's sitting at 7. And Dirk Nowitzki, who's sitting at 6. Who are those other two in between there? Or those other three, however you want to put it? What are those other two? We have Paul Pierce sitting at number 16. And Vince Carter sitting at number 22. Now why do I bring all of these guys up? For the simple fact that Camilla Anthony sitting at... Just like how I told you that in one season that LeBron James is going to take a, media, a meteoric jump in the all-time scoring list just because he averages over 2,000 points a season. Well, the same thing is going to go on for Camilla Anthony. Camilla Anthony currently sitting at 24,111 points in one season, which is next season, as long as he stays on pace. Camilla Anthony should jump from number 25 to number 17. Yes, folks, eight spots is what 2,000 points is only separating you by eight spots from 25 to 17. Well, he's going to pass the likes of the likes of the guys like Allen Iverson, Ray Allen, Patrick Ewan, Reggie Miller, and Kevin Garnett. And if he's really proactive and really productive, even Paul Pierce. So, Camilla Anthony, the same way I'm projecting LeBron James, I'm going to project Camilla Anthony. If LeBron James stays on the same pace that I told you that he's going to put for the next five years, averaging 2,000 points for the next five seasons, then he should be the all-time scoring leader. Just like if Camilla Anthony for the next five seasons averages 2,000 points, Camilla Anthony puts himself at 34,000 points. Now, I say 2,000 points for the next five years to so understand that these guys still need 10,000 points just to, get into, just to get to what we're talking about. LeBron James needs 10,000 points to become number one. Camilla Anthony needs 10,000 points just to get into the top five. The top three, even. Now, the thing about them is that even better than Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and the rest of these guys, even not Dirk Nowitzki, Nowitzki has some time left if he, if, he, if he chooses that he would like to come off the bench. But as LeBron James and Camilla Anthony's minutes even diminish after the next five years, let's just, okay, let's just say three years. Let's just say these guys have this level for the next three years. This is where things start to become tricky. And now for the time really starts to catch up. Because let's say they only have three good years left. That means they have 4,000 more points that they need to accomplish their goals. Or the goals that I'm talking about that, are, that, they, may be, that they may reach. Those accolades that they may, may reach. If their roles are reduced to a point where they're only averaging 1,000 points a season, now you're talking about them taking them four more years. So we're talking about seven years now versus five. Just to get the same numbers. Two more years, you say? Huh. Well, how hard can that be? Well, what happens when you only play now 56 games that season? And now you only put up 800-something points that year or 700-something points. And you're still chasing and you're still chasing and you're still trying to go after it. It becomes a never-ending cycle. And if these, But if these guys are willing to come off the bench and be bench players and be role players or do anything else, I doubt that they weren't, they're not going to do because Jordan didn't do it. And I don't see Pippen on the back of any of these guys' names or jerseys. So I don't see, it's going to be interesting as, I, as we follow these two guys, as they, from the same draft class, as they keep taking this meteoric rise up the all-time scoring leader ladder. Now, 
just remember that you can't be great in the NBA for the most part unless you've made you can't be make history in the NBA without making history for the most part in the NCAA tournament and and this and when i say for the most part we're talking about for the good majority guys like jordan who won a national championship in college guys like ewan who took georgetown to places that georgetown has hasn't been since guys like christian leitner who has a whole generation hating him guys like chris Webber and jalen rose that changed a whole generation from a style standpoint coming into the nba Guys like Derrick Rose, who shows you everything from a point guard, explosive-wise. <laughs> Guys like Stephen Curry, who begin to show you that range is nothing but a number. Or guys like Camilla Anthony, that shows you that a freshman, by himself, in a school that has never done it before, to win a national championship. But that didn't happen for the men this time around. But it did happen for the women. <laughs> As the NCAA tournament has finalized, the men and the women have come to a close. We have a new NCAA Women's Champion as UConn UConn is dethroned by the number two seed Mississippi State to break what was a hundred plus game winning streak for the Lady Huskies Unfortunately for Mississippi State, that would be the peak of their tournament. As they made it into the national championship game, they just didn't have enough to beat the women of South Carolina as they take home their first national championship in school history. The men, the men, the men, the men, the men. The madness was just about as, as, as fair for the men. You had... You had... Teams like UCLA with the ball boy get knocked out by that clever fox. Just to see that same fox and his team get knocked out the very next round. Yes, we're talking about Kentucky. But what that did for us, though, is that it set up a matchup between number one seed, Gonzaga, versus number one seed, University of North Carolina. Gonzaga, if I'm not mistaken, looking for their first national championship. UNC looking for their third. As we told you, guys like Jordan has already won one. Roy Williams, the head coach, already won two. And when we come back, we'll tell you the results of Gonzaga versus UNC on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry. Dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page-turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, 
improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back and that commercial stops very abruptly. <laughs> this is still Mighty T Sportscast, still your host, Talent T Taylor. If you're listening, listen to the Mixer Laura app, or you're listening on SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio, have you listened? I want to thank you for spending your time listening with me. Woo! So we're back. We're still listening to some, we're still talking some sports here. And we're talking about the national championship game. As we told you, everything was madness, 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 pure 100% madness. Puerto Rico! <laughs> Alright, so, as UNC versus Gonzaga played out, and we're talking about a game that went back and forth, a game that, that if I'm not mistaken, also went into overtime, but at the end of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't Gonzaga's, it wasn't Gonzaga's projected non top 25 player, it wasn't even UNC's two projected Top players, not their not their top rated point guard, not their, not not their top rated to top twenty five player. It was their help that did it for them. It was a team effort. You know they say that some games are just the ultimate team sport. Well, this happened to show you that it was not the stars, but it was the alls, and they produced, and it produced to a game. That was 65 to 71 for University of North Carolina, folks. We're going to stop this right here. 100% pure player. Yeah, they definitely get the award for that one. Yeah, so we you get the South Carolina women winning the women's championship, and the North Carolina women, men, winning the men's national championship. So all in all, Carolina, both North and South, get to celebrate. They get their sham. Pain showers. Now, granted, most of these guys aren't gals, aren't old enough to drink. So I guess they're gonna do like Kurt Angle, and they're gonna have a milk shower. You don't know who Kurt Angle is, and you don't understand the milk shower reference. And I guess I say NASCAR and have a milk shower. You know, Kurt Angle was the first one to do it. That has never done it before. You name me another guy, another freshman in college that has done that for mania. Smoke weed every day. A good WrestleMania. Smoke weed every day. What you had was your WWE was your wrestling moments, as always. You also had a lot of titles change hands. A lot of titles change hands in this WrestleMania. A heavyweight, um, one of the heavyweight titles. At least change hands that you know of. At least one. Change hands. Between the Intercontinental and the U.S. Championship, one of those changed hands. One of the Women's Championships changed hands. One of the Tag Team Championships changed hands. The only thing that wasn't up for grabs was the Cruiserweight Championship, and that didn't change yet. And while we're talking about WWE, am I the only person that has currently now started to see the Andre the Giant um, Memorial Challenge that only happens at WrestleMania? Look at it as the WrestleMania Moment Participation Award? It's basically, if you weren't good enough to get on any of the main cards for any kind of fight whatsoever, you know what? We'll throw you in the battle royal before the thing, which they will have in any way. But now it's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which they utilize to help. To if if it's a, if it's a to either to one of two things, they utilize it to either honor a veteran wrestler, or they utilize it to push over a young 
wrestler. Because usually the people that are in there are either old guys that we no longer care about, all the wrestlers that, that have lost their buzz, or young wrestlers that haven't found their pop yet. So what it did for Baron Corbin a couple years ago was help him have a, have some kind of distinguished this like distinguished title to his name, a title to his name. Right, not like a WWE title, but a title, a memorial, a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. That's his now title. It allows him to have a title as they keep trying to find a way to give him a push that has now lasted for two years. Oh yes, or last year when he decided to honor Andre the Giant. This year, in the Andre, the, I mean not Andre the Giant, but the Big Show. This year, in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, we happen to see Rob Gronkowski take stage. And Rob Gronkowski showed the tackle somebody, and Rob Gronkowski get eliminated. Which was for a good buzz. Very good buzz, as Rob Gronkowski continues to do things that, if your name was, let's say, Ezekiel Elliott, you would have gotten in trouble for him. Well, let's say your name was Kellen Kaepernick. You probably would have gotten some slack for it. Or if your name was Kim Newton, you probably would have caught some slack for that. If your name, or if your last name happened to be Bennett and you played football, you probably would have caught some slack for that. But if your name is Party Boy, Rob Gronkowski, Fine. Who cares what you do? Just do whatever. Injured. Injured. You're an injured player. I can barely stay on the field. Hey, yeah, go wrestle. Go get tossed around. Go fall on that shoulder that has had to be replaced, or that elbow that has had to have numerous surgeries. Yeah, no biggie. You're just Tom Brady's best favorite number one big target. Don't worry, you won't be next year. They got Cook. We need to go too much into football because we're going to talk some football by the end of this show. Just for... Listen, we're going to talk football for no other reason. For just, just, just to pay some homage to my homegirl, Michelle Simmons. Michelle Simmons? Did I say that right? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Tanya. This is just to pay some homage, just pay some love to my homegirl Tanya, who happens to love football. She's a, she's a football fanatic, so we gonna give her some football all the way to the end of the show, so she would have to listen to this whole thing. Wonder who my homegirl Tanya is? Then if you listen to me on, on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, on from six to seven on iHeart Radio, go to ten eighty the Word, and you'll hear me every Tuesday and every Thursday night from six to seven iHeart Radio ten eighty a.m. the Word. That's where you'll find me, and that's where you'll find Tanya and Michelle. So, this WrestleMania, it had its upsets, it had its surprises, it even had its creepy-ish, or its creepy moments. And it definitely, definitely, definitely had its disappointments. Not just minor disappointments, major, what I call, what I call catastrophic disappointments, as LeBron James goes Goes flopping into the first row. And the crowd in Boston shows him the proper love that they should. Listen, there's nothing else I like about Boston is the fact that they'll give LeBron James the business like he should. Now, that score is currently now 39 to 24. At one point in time, this score the score was 20 to 4. Boston came all the way back to tie the game, even take the lead. And now we see since then. The Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers, for the better part, have gone on a 22-7 run. Or a 5 run. That score is 41-24. Cleveland is up. Just about halfway through the second quarter. So as we're halfway through the second quarter, let's, let's finish up with this WrestleMania business, right? I don't know if I want to feel up. We'll come back and we'll talk some WrestleMania. But until then... I think we go. I think we go into a commercial. Yeah, sounds about right. You guys sound like you need a break. I need a break. Let's break.
So if you're stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday, again, stop it. Stop worrying. Just stop it right now. Stop worrying. Stop thinking. Head down to Capone's nightclub. And this is in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find my good friend DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so that you can start dancing and start drinking. I understand. You may have to put your thing down and reverse it so you can start drinking, so you can start dancing. It doesn't matter what you do. Make sure you do it with DJ Scepter. This is every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down a compound. But, but, but wait, there is always more. If you're trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday, you mean tonight, Tell? Yeah, I'm talking about tonight. Head down to O'Malley's. That's O'Malley's. On 441 between Coconut Creek and Walpon Boulevard, you'll find DJ Scepter DJing from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Trying to figure out what to do on a Thursday? Then head down to O'Connor's. That's just in the lower side of Boca. Still kind of 441-ish over there by uh, Hillsborough. Ish. Past that. Tur- you know, like, like Sandalfoot area. You know where all those after night spots at. But like I said, regardless of what you do, regardless of where it's at, DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, Bachelor, bachelorette parties. Listen, he just did a joint for four. For, he just did a um a joint for for April Fool's Day. I, I thought he was joking, but apparently he really had a gig on April Fool's. We have Mardi Gras. We have Cinco de Mayo coming up. It doesn't matter. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And to book him, all you have to do is go to bookings at djscepter.com that's b-o-o-k-i-n-g-s so boo kings <laughs> at djscepter.com take me out of here And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. And yes, I'm still here, Talent T. Till. I'm still your host. And if you're still listening, still listening live on the Mix All Our App. If you're listening the next day on your total leisure time, you listen on the TuneIn Radio or SoundCloud. Hope you got all of that. But if you want to catch me not talking sports, then t- then just find the iHeart app. Or you can still find me on TuneIn Radio, believe it or not. 6 to 7, 1080 AM, the word. You can find me. I'll be there. Talk and talk. Talking with interest, interest in women, interest in men, people, life coaches, um, police officers, senators, judges, um, CEOs of 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 nonprofit organizations like like Girl Power. I mean, you you name it. I have met some of the most incredible people in this last month working on the Spill TV or the Spill Radio with iHeartRadio or the Spill Radio Show, Spill on the Radio through iHeartRadio. On 1080 AM, the word. Completely blessed. So, as we continue to talk some WWE, and this is the entertaining part of the show, I really hope you understand that. That WWE is a wrestling is exactly what we've always wanted. And and this is how I explain it, right? Give me a little. Give me a little. little. Bring that big pun back. Thank you. Stop, let me stop. Like I even know the words. I don't even know the words. <laughs> but wrestling gives us everything that we've always ever wanted. Really from our sports. In a very weird way. Because you know what we want? We want matchups to be overhyped. We want when we see Cleveland versus Boston. Tell me you don't want somebody from Boston 
talking smack to somebody from Cleveland and somebody from Cleveland talking smack back to help build up what's going to be that matchup. That's what we want in sports. It's the reason why boxing matches, even when boring, can draw millions of people. <coughs> Mayweather. <coughs> Mayweather. Even though I love the guy, but he knew how to hype up his fights that were going to be boring. Mike Tyson, ow, that was the whole entire kneecap just went into the desk. Yes, folks, the left kneecap is down. It is man down. <clears throat> but even Mike Tyson, even though he never tried to promote his fights, his, his abrasiveness and his personality alone made for interesting pre-fights or sales fights, made for interesting promotion. Bernard Hopkins was another one that, that was good at it. So, let's act, like, let's act like wrestling is, is, is like this super fake thing that we don't like to watch. As if anything that we watch on television that isn't sports, it, well, we don't think is fake. And if you talk to enough people, and I'm talking about a good 30% of, of, of viewers, if not more, they will think that their sports is rigged in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's from up top or down to the officials on the court, or field, or ring. <laughs> so, when I hear people talk about wrestling is fake, well, you know what? You let me know what show that you are watching for pure entertainment. That is just showing you all real life shit. You tell me. You show me. Show me. And I stop talking about wrestling. You show me on a consistent basis. All of the shows that you are watching that are all real life shows. There's no over-exaggeration. There's no written scripts. There's no adding 10, 42 bottles of alcohol to try to get a better response. Show me. Like, I, my, my, my name is Mark McGuire or Jerry Maguire. Show me. So, we're going to keep talking some wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> like I said, they give you, they build up the hype, they build up the, you, you get, you get the backcourt beats that you want. Like, the, like instead of having Twitter beef, they have backcourt beef, and then they take it out on the ring. But at least they eventually get to take it out on the ring. And every little thing, and everything that you see in wrestling, is always the build up for something else. Just like how you, when you watch a regular show, you're wondering how does the introduction of this character is gonna play off for the for the show future to come, or anything else like that. Or how does this one event pay off, pay off for future events in the show? Well, guess what? We do the same exact thing when we're watching wrestling. So. Like I said, we had our upsets, we had our surprises, we had some creepy-ish, and we had our disappointments. And, you know what? Let's start with the surprise of the night. The surprise of the night had to be the return of the six-time tag team hardcore champion. Not specifically hardcore champ, but champions. High flying champions. Dunk, 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 dunk. Oh, excuse me. Puerto Rico. Oh. No, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm not talking about the innovator of the backstabber. I'm not talking about Primo and Carlito or any of those guys. <laughs> Who I am talking about. Are the Hardy Boys. Matt and Jeff Hardy made their way back into the WWE and into WrestleMania. Which, which you only can figure that that is also setting them up. Just like a bunch of other people for their eventual retirement from WWE. But the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Boys are back into the WWE. As they joined a three-man tag team ladder match. To make it a four-way tag team ladder match match and yes the latter match being the play pen of the Hardy Boys what well, we saw what 20 years of experience with ladders can do for a team as the Hardy Boys were able well Matt Hardy was able to climb up to the top of that ladder take down the belt simultaneously simultaneously as Jeff Hardy jumps from a 30-foot ladder to crush Cesaro in the Celtic Warrior Sheamus. <laughs> that was a surprise of the night as that one event 
probably got the biggest pop of WrestleMania. It wasn't seeing Rob Gronkowski. It wasn't any other singular moment than when the Hardy Boys came out. That was the WrestleMania moment. That got a pop that could not be duplicated. When I say pop, crowd reaction. That could not be duplicated by any other match, any other performer that night at WrestleMania. As the Hardy Boys, like I said, we had a bunch of we had a bunch of championships that that changed hands. As the Hardy Boys walk away as the new tag team champions of Raw, and they turn around the very next day on Raw to defend those titles, just to prove that it wasn't a fluke, and to prove that they will be here for a while. Now, the other tag team championship, you're wondering, how did that fear? How did that go? Who held on to that? And where did that stand? Now, how can I put this? It ain't happening, bruh. <laughs> but that wasn't what I even want to talk about. Then we had the creepy stuff. The creepy side. I, t I told you a couple things happened. We had an upset. We had surprises. We had some creepy stuff. And we had some disappointments. So we're not going to talk about the surprises. Let's go into some creepy-ish. Yeah, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton match. While... The match itself didn't give much to remember as Randy Orton fought for a championship that he spent the majority of six months chasing with an elaborate rouge where he decided to join the Wyatt family, break them up, then burn their house down. To go to WrestleMania and to become champion. And... Not only champion, there are only three people now in WWE history that has more titles. Three? Three people in WWE history that has more titles than Randy Orton. One of them is active. One of them recently retired. And one of them is running the business. John Cena, Triple H, and woo! Ric Flair. The only three that has more titles than Randy Orton. And, I, and listen, it has to come because you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Every time John Cena takes a step up closer or passes uh, closer to that record, guess where Randy Orton is? He's usually not far behind. Basically, Randy Orton is the Camilla Anthony to John Cena's LeBron James. That's the easiest way I can compare that. But, nonetheless... The end result of that is that Randy Orton walks away as your new SmackDown champion. And then... Came the disappointment of the night. Which, I'm not going to lie to you. My disappointment of the night... Was also going to be tied in with my... Upset of the night. I'm going to leave my upset of the night solely separate. My disappointment of the night was that Miz and John Cena match. As they fight with their bows all of a sudden. Which, I kind of wondered, why would you have a mixed tag team match if you're not just to simply show off your fake wife that really can't wrestle, that has no reason to be there because her time is always off, she's not really any good... And if it wasn't for the fact that she got new tits, nobody would care about her. She's not even that cute. She has no ass. Like, for somebody that's Spanish, she was as plain... Like, put it this way. If you remember what the Kardashians looked like before their, before all of their surgeries, just know the Bella sisters weren't... The Bella twins weren't, weren't too far up from them. I'm going to say that the Bella twins may have been prettier... May have been prettier initially than the Kardashians. But... <laughs> they have done just a much, just um, just enough as much work that you're like. I remember what you looked like, Boo Boo, and you weren't that that impressive to begin with. So their looks weren't impressive, and their wrestling wasn't impressive. The only reason why the Bella Twins happened to stay in there because we had two bros that looked like they were kind of cute, and they could pull this Bella Twin magic to keep their matches interesting. Because let's, let's not forget that the only good success that the Bella Twins have ever really had has been switching each other out. 
So that match ends with John Cena proposing to his fiance or to his girlfriend, Nikki Bella, whichever one she is, the Bella. And the reason I said this is a disappointing night because oh, this is a disappointing event because while a proposal is always a great thing to have, you understand that he almost got booed. He almost got completely... Nobody really likes John Cena. Nobody likes Nikki Bella. So, he got down and he set up the proposal. And he basically almost got booed. He would have gotten booed if at, if halfway through the booing, somebody didn't realize, you know what? Let's at least pay the moment some respect. Because they sure as hell weren't paying, wasn't paying John Cena any respect. And now... My upset of the night. Which is also my disappointment of the night as well. My second disappointment. In the... In the WrestleMania 33 main event. We witness Roman Reigns take on the Phenom, the Dead Man, the Undertaker. In what was I guess you could say a good match, an okay match, another match that was that was given to show Roman Reigns' versatility. Or his resist his resilience, his stamina. Unfortunately, he was facing the Undertaker. And unfortunately for the Undertaker, this was a match to push Roman Reigns over. What do you mean by push him over, Talon? Well, what do I mean, fans, audience, is that every once in a while in wrestling, what happens is that to give a young up-and-coming stupid, so that's what, and that's what I always say, that's why they always say in wrestling that eventually you always have to pay it back. Right? Whatever was done for you, you end up having to pay it back. So what happens is that you have these older superstars, Chris Jericho, Undertaker, at one point in time, Triple H, even even Shawn Michaels, you know, to a, a little bit, Big Show has been the, has been the catalyst for it over the years. Kane, these guys get put in matches with young up and comers, and it is solely a match, not only for you to remember the kind of the greatness that the other guy had, that that, that, that your veteran had, but to push that young guy over the edge. Just like when John Cena took on Undertaker in the early beginning, but John Cena ultimately lost. It's that kind of push. And Roman Reigns' push came at the expense at The Undertaker's career. As The Undertaker will retire from wrestling and WrestleMania on a loss. Yes, you heard that correct. The Undertaker is going gonna, is gonna to end his career and WrestleMania at WrestleMania with a loss. The guy that is 23-2 at WrestleMania. Now 23 and 2. He was 23 and 1 at one point in time. Only beaten by Brock Lesnar, who we can perfectly understand since Brock Lesnar did just also beat the brakes off of Goldberg. Suplex City, Suplex City, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Yes, it's 10 suplexes and an F5 later, and Goldberg was on his back looking at the sky. Thinking about, damn, how did I get here? So, as we see Roman Reigns face the Undertaker and beat him, there's only one logical explanation for this, which is very quickly summed up on the next show. Wrestling show, not my show. Is that this had to be an obvious pushover for Roman Reigns, so that the only two people that have beaten the Undertaker can now face off again. Because if you remember last year, when Roman Reigns was supposed to take on Brock Lesnar, 
everybody thought Roman Reigns wasn't ready enough. Roman Reigns also got punished for some for, for some for some off the I guess you could say off the court, off the field issues for some personal issues. He got punished and got pushed back down in the card, got buried a little bit for a little while, and has to, and has had to work himself back up. Now, as he's had to work himself back up, he is being worked himself back up as the new super soldier. The new Triple H, the new John Cena, the new Undertaker, the new Brock Lesnar, the new Goldberg, Roman Reigns. Notice I didn't say Shawn Michaels, because that's where, that's where, um, Seth Rollins is going to be at. But, as he said, that sets up a match, which is definitely called out the very next day on Raw, between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And this time it's not going to be interrupted by a Roman a self Rollins that just that has happens to have happens to have the money in the bank to come interrupt in a match that people had set up a year ago that Brock Lesnar was getting ready to lose because Roman Reigns is pushing him. Now Roman Reigns isn't a fan favorite. He is really being booed. People really don't like his character. But you know who does like his character? The same people that like the John Cena character, women and children, and you know who really buys these these these, not who buys the tickets, but you know who buys all the merchandise. You know who buys all the gear. You know who 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 ultimately says, "Oh yeah, it's okay if my son goes and watches this wrestling event." The mommies, and that's all that matters. And Vince learned this a long time ago, and that's all that matters. It's the reason why guys like Ravishing Rick Rude stayed so long, and yes, rest in peace, Ravishing, as he went into the Hall of Fame. Joined by Teddy Long, joined by the Glamazon, joined by Kurt Angle, joined by the Rock and Roll Express, joined by Diamond Dallas Page. Bang! So there you go. No one's at the show. That's WrestleMania. Disappointment as a whole. Triple H loses to Self Rollins. That was good. AJ Styles beats. Um, beats Shane McMahon, that was a good fight. That was a really good fight. But that's this Undertaker fight for a little bit. Because uh, initially, I don't remember this being this being scheduled as a no holes bar match. But when it got announced for WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, it was announced as a no holes bar match. And that was my first indication that this that this is Roman Reigns' match to win. Because Roman Reigns would not be beating Undertaker in a regular match. So if you notice what they did there, is that they did allow Undertaker to be retired at WrestleMania, the place that he has held his home, the place that hit was his yard. <clears throat> Excuse me. They allow Roman Reigns to beat him there, but not in a straight-up match, in a gimmick match, which also is a sign of respect shown to Undertaker, because it's something that you don't, well, you may not realize from John Cena. John Cena, for all of the championships that he has also won. When it comes to pay-per-view, he doesn't lose any of those things in a straight-up match. They're always in a gimmick match. It's never a I-quit match or a last-man-standing match. Either. Or, or a submission match. Ladder match. Tables match. Table ladders and chair match. No disqualification match. Things like that. And that's what they did to Undertaker so they could give Roman Reigns his push. Now we're going to see is what they do with Roman Reigns as, like we said... Goldberg was just beaten at WrestleMania by Brock Lesnar after he's dominated Brock Lesnar for the last six months or so. Since what, Survivor Series? Maybe three months. <laughs> so that sets it up. And we don't know if it's going to come at payback, which I doubt. It's probably going to set it up for SummerSlam. And that is why we watch wrestling. Just the same way you watch all your regular shows. Because you know what? You always constantly keep thinking ahead. At least I know I do. Of what's going to happen. How are these things going to play out? How are these actions going to cause other reactions? And that's what we have in wrestling. That's what we had on Sunday. And that's what we have tonight. The Mighty Sports Minute. Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm sorry. The Mighty Sports Minute is actually probably going to be moving on to the spill, rate, the spill on the radio. Folks, that is the show. I thank you guys, as always, for listening. I do highly appreciate it. If you're 
listening live again, that means you listen to this whole show on Mix It Law. If you're listening at your leisure time, that means that you have listened through SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. That's all they say. Regardless of how you're listening, I do appreciate it. So thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. You know where to find me on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Mix-A-Law, MyT Sports. Stay blessed. MyT! Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Hey! <laughs>